one day his, his son walked through the, the front door wearing one of our shirts and um, the old man's like, mate, what the is this thing? Yeah, it was crazy. We're like cash flow positive in three days. It just went absolutely bananas. The old man was telling me this story and he's like, yeah, my son just sat me down and we spoke for like 45 minutes to an hour and just like cried it out about how we'd never spoken about it. And yeah, it was just incredible. We're here for the long run. We're going to build this thing into an absolute beast and, and try and make as much impact as we possibly can. Welcome to Add to Cart, the podcast that Express delivers all you need to know in the fast-moving world of e-commerce. Every month, Nathan Bush from 12 High and an e-commerce industry expert will share the news, research and insights that you need to know to keep you at the top of your game. And of course, keep your customers adding to cart. Hello and welcome to Add to Cart. My name is Nathan Bush, host of Add to Cart and e-commerce strategist at 12 High. I had a first with our guest today. I got goosebumps during one of their stories. And trust me, it wasn't from seeing them in their speedos. Joining me is Ed Ross, one half of the mate duo who started Trademark. They've basically redesigned workwear into colors and patterns that are a bit crazy and in the process have developed a cult-like following. But they have a vision that extends much beyond e-commerce. They want to save lives, literally. Ed and his partner, Daniel Allen, have used Trademark to become leaders in the mental health space with their foundation, TX, which stands for... This is a conversation starter. Now, if you haven't heard the trademark story before, you are definitely going to be blown away by how two tradie mates got delivered some devastating news, which then inspired them to change what workwear looks like and have a real impact on Australia's mental health. In our conversation, we dive into how they set up their e-commerce business from the start to incorporate social impact, how they got burnt by marketing agencies early on, and why these tradies have gone into fashion, including modelling the speedos I was talking about. It's worth a look. Be warned, you've entered into a tradie zone here, so there are a few F-bombs thrown around, but it's all worth it. Also, in case you are not in the right headspace right now, we do discuss mental health and suicide in this episode. So let's get into it. Thanks to our partners Shopify Plus and Signet, here's our conversation with Ed Ross, co-founder of Trademark. Ed Ross, welcome to Add to Cart. Mate, pleasure. How are you? Mate, very well. Had uh, had a couple of extra vinos last night after the Maroons series win. So, uh, yeah, but I'm feeling okay, feeling good. Are you a Queenslander? Yeah, mate. Born in uh, born in Longreach, Central Queensland. So, uh, yeah, couldn't couldn't get much more Queenslander. Happy night for you. Yeah, it was great. Great evening. Uh, now, Ed, before we get into it, let's get everyone into the right headspace. If you were explaining trade mutt to my grandma. Yeah. How would you explain Trademark? I'd explain that, uh, yeah, Trademark is a, a social impact business um, by tradies for tradies that make uh, funky workwear uh, and now lifestyle products to start conversations about mental health and make an invisible issue impossible to ignore. Mate, you've, you've got that nailed, haven't you? Yeah, I've said that a few times. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's take us back to the start. Um, you mentioned there it's four tradies. I understand you started life as a tradie and that's where the idea around Trademark started. Can you give us a bit of a background on that? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I actually was never going to do a trade um, ever sort of when I went through school. After I finished um, boarding school here in Brizzy, I went up to the Territory for a couple of years um, working on a really big cattle station up there for my cousin. He was managing the place and, uh, yeah, living in stock camps and stuff like that, roughing it. And 
yeah, my parents putting the hard word on me after two years up there with all the money they'd poured into my education that I had to go and do some sort of tertiary degree. So I went, uh, yeah, down to Marcus Olam. It's a, a private um, ag college type thing. They just do three programs down there, horse business management, agricultural business management, um, farm management. So um, I did agribusiness for 12 months and, yeah, I sort of realised that I didn't have sort of anything to go home to you know, from a, from like a large, you know, property asset, land asset to go home to. So um, the only real place for me to go if I stuck around was to get into a bank and there was absolutely no way I was going to work in a bank. So I uh, cashed my chips in down there and went back to the Territory for sort of nine months. And um, I lost a, a mate in a helicopter accident um, around Easter time that year and it sort of changed all my perspective. And I came back to Brizzy for the Ecker and um, caught up with some mates, had a really good time, went back, gave my two weeks' notice and then moved to Brisbane just on a whim, just wanting to be close to mates and, and live my life and, um, yeah, sort of fell into a, a carpentry, mature age carpentry apprenticeship after just doing a few months of labouring and um, that's when I met Dan. So, yeah, the carpentry life wasn't, um, yeah, in the plans but became part of it and, uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't have wanted it any other way. And Dan's your co-founder of Trademart? Yeah, yeah, co-founder, best mate. We, uh, we, we started Trademart on March 16th, 2018. And what, was, what made you go from carpentry into, let's call it fashion? <laughs> yeah, well, we, um, yeah, we've always, we're always brainstorming different business ideas on the tools like, uh, yeah, here in Brizzy in summer, obviously it gets pretty warm and, um, yeah, you're often thinking of things that you'd, you'd rather be doing than, uh, you know, building a frame on a 45 degree day in the middle of the sun. So yeah, we're always spitballing different ideas and, um, one of those ideas was that there was probably a really large gap in the workwear industry and that there was sort of no variety or um, people being able to buy anything different than just your, your standard sort of car key or high-vis yellow and orange with a pretty plain sort of colour scheme. So we started to investigate that and then um, tragically at the end of 2015 or nearing the end of 2015, Dan um, lost one of his best mates to suicide obviously very suddenly here uh, in, in Brisbane um, and that was sort of our first direct connection um, to someone that had taken their life and it sort of opened our eyes up to, you know, A, people are actually doing this and uh, and B, just how big an issue it actually was. Um, so the more we investigated it, um, the more we realised that I had never been educated around mental health or mental wellbeing, neither had Dan. We're both from, you know, private school education and uh, it was just sort of beggar's belief that we, you know, this wasn't front of mind. And, uh, yeah, one thing led to another. We met some people, found out what social enterprise was and, and profit for purpose. And, uh, mate, we just merged the workwear and the, and the message together and, uh, and that was it. It was, uh, yeah, it was crazy. So you already had the idea for trademark when yeah yeah yeah. yeah yeah so we already had the we already had the idea for funky workwear um but then dan's like i think we can do something really positive with this rather than just being a business and um yeah that's what we did um we said why not why not make an impact while we while we do what we want to do anyway brilliant and had you being on the work site before this um and obviously the tide of mental health now is so strong if you go onto the trademark site and we'll talk we'll get into everything that you're doing around mental health in this episode but being on the work site previous to this had you had any connotations of how prevalent mental health was in that industry um, well, I think the, the ironic part is, is that um, me as an individual and as a person didn't really understand my own mental health, my own mental well-being and what made me tick and, and when I was low without realising I was low and um, et cetera. 
But I suppose, you know, looking back now, I can see, you know, when I was having issues, but I didn't really realise it. Um, we also had one of, well, he was our boss um, at our old um, construction business that we were working for. Um, he went through a divorce. He went through some real financial hardships and, you know, he, he was in a horrible, horrible place for for a long time. He was having a, yeah, a horrid time. But, again, we sort of didn't realise why it was all happening. Mm. Yeah, I mean, the amount of work that we've done now and bringing it to the forefront and actually helping people, you know, understand what mental health and mental wellbeing is and the importance of it has been, um, has been phenomenal. Yeah, so it was always around you, but it wasn't like you could put a finger on it and understand it. Yeah, it was just like it wasn't that it wasn't what we were. Um, what would you? How would you say it wasn't front of mind? Yeah, 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 yeah. Gotcha. And so you've got this idea for this crazy, colourful workwear. Um, yeah. And if you haven't been on the site, go on and pause this and go have a look because I think it's it's really good to get on there and have a look before you get into this conversation because you've got to kind of see it to understand it, I think, because it's Mate, a totally absolutely. different workwear. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's right out there. It's funky as. <laughs> and then you go, great, we want to be a social enterprise and make a difference straight away. Was there anything that you did in setting up the business model for Trademark from the start to make sure that you can optimise the social side of it, that it wasn't just a business that had social yeah. as a side outcome? Yeah, 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 absolutely. So when we first launched, um, when we were going, because um, we raised seed capital, our post-seed capital, and um, that was the first thing. It was like, right, 5% of all of our profits uh, will always be going into, you know, a non-for-profit mental health organisation. We, from the outset, we'd actually um, connected uh, with some guys here in Brisbane who had the, the branding for this as a conversation starter and they were a non-profit foundation um, and it was sort of like an activation that they were going to do with um, musicians and comedians about writing songs um, about um, mental health and then that being a conversation starter in itself. So that's what we're raising um, funds for in the, in the get-go. Uh, and then we were getting to the point where it was that was supp- sort of supposed to happen, the activation, but the, they just weren't coming through on their end. So we were like, mate, we'll acquire this from you, uh, we'll turn into our own non-for-profit foundation um, and that's where, you know, this is a conversation starter foundation was born from. Um, so what we learned along the way was that, like, majority of, of blokes especially, um, breakdown in their mental health and mental wellbeing was due to finances and relationships and obviously when both of those things happen, you're not going to be investing in your own mental health and mental wellbeing and going and seeing a, a private psychologist. So uh, we're like, there's too many barriers to entry to go and see a psych. It's just too hard. So um, let's remove all of those. And yeah, I've created a, a text and call service direct to, to clinical psychologists, um, free of charge, nine to five, Monday to Friday. And that stands it stands alone outside of trademark, doesn't it? Obviously, yeah, it's, obviously it's the yeah, it's its own non for profit foundation. Yeah, um, yeah, this is a conversation starter. Yeah, it's amazing. It's awesome. And why did you go down the path of creating something new rather than just partnering with like a Beyond Blue or uh, someone like that who's well-regarded already? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, the biggest reason we did it was because we just didn't want to be say we're donating money somewhere and not wanting to care about the outcome, you know. It was sort of we could easily we could easily done that. Um, but to be honest, the, the, the suicide rate isn't going down. So we're like, these huge organisations have been, you know, around for a long time and they, they, they're there for a necessary reason, there's no doubt. Uh, but we wanted to create something that was relatable, reliable, professional um, and instantaneous um, and something that people are willing to use but then tell their mates about it. 
You know, that's what we're, you know, my sort of um, vision for it is hopefully one day I'm in a pub and I overhear someone telling their mate about how they use TX so that they should, you know, hook up and, and talk to them too. Um, that's sort of, yeah, the North Star sort of lookout for, for the foundation. That's the kind of impression I got from from my look around is that TX was like the therapist, and I don't know the actual terms, but you could kind of walk into a pub and speak to. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. It's, it's, that's the best part because it's like free and they're professional. That's the best part. It was sort of like we can get, you know, can, like there's counselling services out there or just crisis support where it's volunteer-based, but we're like when someone does muster the courage to reach out and say that they need help and show that vulnerability, we want someone there that can actually help them straight away. So that was always the, the reason we went um, to like the professional route basically. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. And you've taken that this is a conversation starter and actually it's an integral part of all your product as well, right? So it's not yeah. just a tagline on a website. It's actually yeah. on your product. Tell us about that. Yeah, yeah. So it's on the back of all of our um, all of our work shirts. Um, so, yeah, it's blatantly obvious that um, that's what it stands for. And, yeah, it's just sort of a, a reoccurring theme out of, you know, all of our stuff. It's sort of, um, yeah, peppered through all our marketing material and um, our mail-out collateral and um, emails. And, yeah, it's just a way of us making that the centre point. Australian brand Rolly Nation makes footwear that is lightweight and the favourites of suitcase stuffers around the globe. So when Rolly Nation wanted to put a greater focus on direct-to-consumer, they migrated to Shopify Plus. With integrations into Gorgeous for customer service, Smile for loyalty, Clavio for direct marketing, and Okendo for customer reviews, Rolly Nation were able to deliver a site that was as lightweight as their shoes. They immediately achieved a 62% improvement in page speed, which contributed to a 3.5% increase in conversion. As Limp Biscuit would say, they're now rolling, rolling, rolling. To read more of Rolling Nation's story and to see other case studies, visit the customer sections on shopify.com.au forward slash plus. Any great stories that come to mind from people who have seen the shirts or this is a conversation started and actually started that conversation for the first time? Mate, yeah, we had, uh, we've had heaps, you know, stuff, um, from, there was a guy that sort of, it's, yeah, stuck in, in my memory. Um, a guy down in Tamworth, he had a, he, he's lost his wife to cancer a long time ago and he had a, they, they had a young family and their young son, um, they sort of never discussed it, you know, they're the father and the son. And then one day his, his son walked through the, the front door wearing one of our shirts and, um, the old man's like, mate, what the fuck is this thing? And, uh, anyway. <laughs> The old man was telling me this story and he's like, um, he's like, yeah, my son just sat me down and we spoke for like 45 minutes to an hour and just like cried it out about how we'd never spoken about it. And yeah, it was just incredible. So, um, stuff like that. And then there was a guy, um, yeah, not long ago at all that, that reached out, um, through to the TX Foundation. He, he, he was on his way out. He, yeah, got all his affairs in order. He's, that night was going to be his last night. And, uh, his dad was wearing a, a trademark shirt at the breakfast table and, um, yeah, started a conversation. He reached out and, and we got him. Um, yeah, got him. It was, uh, it was incredible. Yeah. I mean, stories that, um, yeah, we're sort of, yeah, we sort of, uh, not, not that we become numb to it, but it's sort of like, I don't think we really realize the impact they're making at a community based level because it's sort of like we're in the bubble and we're saying it all every day. But, um, the amount of people that it is actually helping just through a, a funky work shirt and, and some branding that we're saying that we're there for everyone. Um, yeah, really is resonating on a lot of different levels. 
mate. I just I literally got goosebumps just hearing those stories. It's incredible the impact you can have. Yeah, right? and I think that the, the ironic thing is that we don't really like we don't like telling people very much at all because it's sort of like we're not here to big note that this is what we're doing and, and it's working. It's sort of like we know it's working, so we don't need to like validate it to anyone if that makes sense. Like, um, and it would be wrong of us to ever push and say that this is what we're doing. And really, yeah, it's just like. People know why we're here. They know what we're offering, and um, it's just like a really amazing community of people. No, and I, and I think you're right. It's like it's not like you give people who buy your work shirts a book or a pamphlet that comes with the work shirts to go. Hey, guys, this is actually how you have a nice conversation around. If you know someone's in trouble, it's just they see the shirt, it opens up the conversation, it just flows, right? Yeah, exactly. It's just um, not not putting too much in a box and just sort of um, yeah, allowing it to sort of unfold on its own accord. All right, so let's talk. E-commerce. Did you always start out as um, e-commerce, or did you start out B two B originally? No, it was always e-commerce. Yeah, we launched on a on a Shopify site. Um, yeah, the night site. So basically, how it all launched was was crazy. We just got picked up in the media. Um, we were on Channel um, Seven News um, one evening. They came out and filmed us on site, uh, and then we're like, "Oh, when is this going to where?" They're like, "Oh, in about an hour and a half." Um, and through, again, crazy coincidences, we were renovating um, a, a mate's house in uh, Albion, um, twin brothers, um, they were graphic designers. Rob had been working on our um, website sort of without really telling us how much he had been working on it and we rang him up and said, holy fuck, mate, we're about to be on the news. Can this website go live? He's like, boys, I've been working on this shit for two weeks. Yeah, it's ready to go. So we got onto our manufacturer in China. We're like, let's buy 1,500 of these shirts, put them on the website and then yeah, up and away and we were, um, yeah, it was crazy. We were like cash flow positive in three days. It just went absolutely bananas. Our Channel 7 video got 1.2 million views. It was just, nah, yeah, it was crazy. And did you have that manufacturing relationship set up already before that was ready yeah. to go? <laughs> Luckily, we'd already been, um, yeah, been working with them. We'd finally got the right samples back that we were ready to put into production and then, um, yeah, put every last dollar we had um, between Dan and I into it and, yeah, cashed our chips in and went for it. It was crazy. And away you go. And is it 100% e-commerce or is it retail? Yeah, yeah. yeah no, we don't. Um, we don't really retail. We're doing some stuff with trade tools. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, it's 99% online. It's, um, yeah. yeah, it's it's amazing. Yeah, direct, um, direct to customer. And, um, yeah, we just started using a 3PL as well, um, Sendable, who are also a social impact business. We've got about seven people through Multicap that we employ full-time through that, um, yeah, collaboration as well. Tell us more about Sendable because I think it's fa- it's, it's a brilliant concept and, and I'm stoked that you guys are using them. Can you share how that works? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny. It's the um, the running joke in the office here. It's the first time someone's cold LinkedIn me and I've actually replied. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, Declan um, reached out. And I mean, yeah, Dan and I laugh because we reckon his mate, um, you know, the reason we started this just pulls these levers upstairs. We're just like, fuck, this guy's doing shit. Um, because, yeah, for Declan to reach out, like we were just coming to the stage where, again, the ironic part is we moved into a warehouse in Morningside and we're like, yeah, this would be big enough to sustain us for, you know, two years. We're here for three months. We're like, fuck, this place is already too small. How big are you talking at that stage? Um, well, we moved here with must have been about five employees. Now we've got 12 with Trademark and then we've got about six with TX, so I had to build them their own office out the back. Um, and then sort of that took up half the warehouse space and we're like, we've got all these new SKUs coming for Christmas, we're never going to fit them in here. So, um, yeah, I was looking around, reaching out to people logistics-wise, what can I do? And then, yeah, Declan miraculously linked, cold linked in me. He's like, hey, mate, just let us know if you need any help. And, yeah, rang him and I was like, mate, 
yeah, you, you'll have the goods around there <laughs> by the end of the week. So, um, yeah, it was really good with um, Send Able, obviously. Um, yeah, are a, a profit for purpose business as well. They work with uh, multi-cap to, to, to have people with a, sort of an intellectual disability to have full-time employ- uh, employment. Um, so otherwise, you know, they, they obviously need full-time care, um, but uh, they wouldn't otherwise be working. So, yeah, it's really it's really amazing. I mean, when we first started with them a few months ago, there was three people working on our stuff, picking, packing and dispatching every day. Now there's seven. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's sort of end-to-end um, impact. It's, it's great. So have you had to change the way of working to, to work with a team or has it been flawless? Like, no, it's, about that process. it's been quite um, quite seamless, really. Obviously, we were pick and packing ourselves. My mum was sort of doing it all in the because <laughs> it got so busy that I was like, mum, can you come help us out? So mum was coming down and pick and packing all that stuff and poor mum. <laughs> she, um, she has faith that you're going to become a millionaire one day, right? Oh, I was slave labour there for a while for it. But, <laughs> um, yeah, she, she, she punched through and got it done. But, um, yeah, with Send Able, it's been, uh, it has been quite quite seamless. The only real thing, obviously, is like the con stuff, and that's just sort of internal processes, like who's talking to who, when stocks coming in and out, and sort of what's left over. But um, all in all, mate, I wouldn't change a thing. They've been uh, absolutely fantastic and saved us having to put, you know, more people on here and more people to manage internally. It's sort of like mm-hmm. what I've realised through, you know, well, what we've realised through the through the business um, so far is just stick to what you're good at and outsource what you're not, um, and get people outside that are good at what they do and get them involved. So uh, yeah, that's sort of our motto. Yeah, great. It's a nice motto. Um, and we'll put a link to Sendable into the show notes um, as well. Yeah. But are they national or are they kind of Brisbane-based? It is Brisbane at the moment, um, but I'm pretty sure that, the, yeah, Declan's quite a, um, yeah, a go-getter, mate. He'll uh, he'll have that thing absolutely crunching. So, And they're expanding really quickly out there. I mean, um, they've got uh, a lot of people. They've got, um, yeah, Bind Deco. They've got, um, there's another one as well, the uh, it's something Denim. Oh, Outland Denim? Outland Denim, yeah, they've got Outland yeah, Denim. We, have, we had James on uh, a few weeks ago. So, yeah, right. Um, yeah, they're doing cool stuff yeah. as well. So tell us then about you talked about sticking to what you're good at. Now, I opened up your website and one of the first images I saw was a pit, picture of you in your Speedos holding a sausage. <laughs> <laughs> Is that yeah. sticking to what you're good at? Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, we, we really do not take ourselves too seriously at all. And I suppose, again, Dan often speaks about it. We sort of just fell into being ambassadors for this brand. We, we never, um, intentionally set this business up for us to be in the, you know, spotlight and be the guys that were doing this. It just sort of people were resonating with Dan and I. And, um, it was sort of like, this is working. Let's just keep, keep giving more of it. Um, so that's what we've sort of done. And, um, yeah, I mean, that photo shoot for the new launch of the Lifestyle Collection, um, again, yeah, we, we don't take ourselves too seriously. So uh, when, when someone had to don the new um, the DTs, I was uh, more than happy to, to slap them on and, and get, in the, get in the focus. I've got a feeling you didn't need much encouragement there, mate. <laughs> no, nah, mate, no, nah, no. Nah. <laughs> so let's give people some context. So you've started out with workwear and you kind of transformed the traditional workwear that people would see on building sites or uh, road workers or anywhere like that to, to make it a little bit more fluoro and a little bit more colourful patterns. Absolutely. And now you've, you've expanded into what you call the barbecue range, which is the non-workday gear. Yeah. How how did that come about? Yeah, we've got an amazing in-house design team. Um, so Annika Pohl, she uh, used to work for Lorna Jane um, and Iris Hall. She's a, UT, a QUT graduate and um, she just won like a national design award. 
Uh, and they sort of came to us and said, hey, look, we've got this crazy idea for Christmas. We want to bring in a lifestyle range um, and, you know, give people an option to get into trademark uh, that aren't in the, you know, work, workwear industry or the blue-collar industry um, and allow them something to wear. Uh, and we were like, this is awesome. Let's let's test it out and see how it goes. Um, and one thing, yeah, snowballed into the other. And, uh, yeah, we finally got into market. Um, it's just a just an ability for us to to give because people just email us flat out. They're like, oh, you've got to make this. Can you make that? Can you do this for us? And, you know, we laugh about it in here. We're like, you know, obviously it does get on your nerve in the end because there's like so much stuff coming. Like, I'm so sorry we can't do everything, you know. Yeah. But uh, we're like, well, bugger it. Let's just make this stuff and, and see how it goes. And, yeah, we've had an overwhelming response. It's been amazing. Um, it's just, yeah, giving people the ability, you know, when they do clock off to still wear something, start a conversation and, yeah, really look after themselves. That's right. the really big point of this collection. It's um, not worrying about everyone else um, for the lifestyle range. It's just worry about yourself and, and get yourself in check. And, um, you know, I, I for one, um, have had a massive, well, we've all had a massive year here at Trademark. Um, you know, it's been a, a crazy 12 months um, and, yeah, it's, it is really time to, you know, shut it down coming into Chrissy and, um, yeah, start looking after ourselves and reset and, and refocus for, for 2021. It's a great message because, you know, we speak to a lot of people, especially in the retail side, that have struggled throughout the year, whether it's been the whole year or parts of it, um, especially those based out of Melbourne. What has been your perception since coming from the construction industry into retail around the state of mental health in retail and and how we treat ourselves in this industry. Yeah, I mean, it's um it's a tough one. I I mean, it's uh it's it's quite different. Obviously the the online retail space, I I think what I like about the online retail space is obviously people can sort of work more to their own hours and um, they're not locked in to sort of a set schedule so much with, you know, when you're building a house for someone, obviously you've got to be there from 5.30 in the morning until 4 in the afternoon and, you know, you've got to get it done a certain way. And you're out in 40-degree conditions. Yeah. You're not stuck in a nice air-con office with nice coffee and... Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I think the, like the, the online retail space, people are so adaptive to new things and trying new things comparatively to, like, the building construction industry. It's quite hard to bring in new innovative ideas. Um, I like, yeah. Yeah, I like this space a lot. And I mean, yeah, the, the the mental well-being, I think there's a lot more avenues for people like to connect and um, and people are very happy to share ideas among one another. And, um, you know, when we we're tradies, you barely ever sort of hang out with other trade crews. Obviously, you've got mates that are tradies, but you're not hanging out with a whole other businesses. Whereas, you know, we've got lots of um, online retail businesses that we're very friendly with and often communicate with um, about different ideas and what we're up to. So uh, it is a good support network for sure. E-commerce retailer Aussie Candle streamlined its packaging processes with the help of our partner Signet by incorporating the FillPack Void Filling Solution. FillPack is a 100% recyclable void fill solution that effectively fills empty spaces in a box, which prevents product movement during transit. Makes sense? Since making the switch, Aussie Candle's improved packing efficiency by 60% and have achieved a 100% product protection during transit. Some would even say they're shining a light for smart packaging. Signet has over 5,500 packaging solutions that help leading e-commerce businesses step up their packaging game. Visit signet.net.au to find out more. You are now looking to establish an advisory council. Advisory board, yeah. Advisory board? Yeah, so... um, 
that was that was before the the, the lifestyle range. I, I started putting that into place. Um, Dan and I wanted to have some people who are going to hold sort of us accountable to our work as well. And yeah, obviously it's been put on the back burner because it's just been so so flat out. We've got an overwhelming response. We've got a uh, a really awesome shortlist of people we're going to reach out to over sort of before Christmas and hopefully get that up and running sort of quarter quarter one next year. Yeah, nice. It's a nice way of doing. I love the idea of advisory boards rather than a board because yeah. it allows you to get all that input from people who have done it before or seen different things without actually having that corporate structure in place. Yeah, absolutely. And I suppose from from Dan and I and, and Trademark as a brand, we want to be able to set an example for, for other business owners and stuff out there to say that it's okay to ask for outside help. I mean, it would be insane to think that we've been doing all this on our own. And a lot of people grit their teeth and, and think that they've got to know everything themselves and they've got to do the stuff that they're not good at um, because that's what business is about. Uh, and that's, you know, what we're trying to do is set an example and be like, hey, look, doesn't matter if you're, you know, a handyman or, you know, you're running 30 tradies or you're, you know, working at BHP, yeah, everyone needs assistance, you know, everyone needs help and we're more than happy to put our hand up and say that we do, absolutely. Yeah, nice. And I'm sure that you will actually give those people lessons that you've had along the way as well. So, it's a, it's a mutual yeah. thing, right? A win-win for sure, yeah, absolutely. From um, the time that you have been in business and being a, a pure play e-commerce business, is there any particular lessons that stand out for you that you went, oh, shit, we fucked that up, but it's actually been really valuable in um, the long term? Oh, mate, fuck, paid media buying, like, you know, working with agencies. Fuck, we've burned some money with agencies. And, yeah, like a lot of money, a lot of money for when we didn't have much. And I'm so glad it happened when it did because it would have been catastrophic if it happened now. Yeah, right. It really annoys me because... You know, not to go on a, off on a tangent here, but they, the marketing agency space, they really pry on people that do not have a clue with what's going on. And that was us. I mean, we had no idea. They sell you, sell you the world on what they can do. And then, and then majority, well, I'm not saying the same majority, but the ones we were working with just never delivered. Mm. And you sort of get stuck into a false hope because you've invested so much of money to a certain point that you're sort of like at the, casino where you're like well i've got it if i tip in again then that hopefully it'll it'll bounce back like they're saying it's going to happen it's going to kick back but but it never does we're so lucky we're working with um yeah farsight they're at an agency here in morningside ben and josh somerville i mean um yeah they're absolutely incredible they're fantastic so trustworthy um you know none of that lock-in contract 12 month stuff it's just yeah month by month they're fantastic and you know i absolutely yeah push everyone to i think i've got about four or five clients this year because <laughs> um, yeah well, i mean i just when you find someone that that is good yeah you just tell everyone about it no we love it we love specific recommendations on this show so um hopefully we send a few more there on your recommendation um <laughs> just going back to the agencies in those initial early days was you mentioned it there around lock-in contracts was there any other lessons out of that that you'd will share with people who are establishing their own businesses now to look out for if they are looking to go and partner yeah, I think I think the really important thing is to reach out to people that you admire in the same vertical or same space that you're working in because I think they've all made the same mistakes and it's going to save you making the same ones on the way through. That's We didn't have anyone, like we had business mentors, but we didn't have people that had been on the same journey as us on like an online retail business side. So that's why we did make those mistakes early on. But I suppose, yeah, if it sounds too good to be true, fucking 99% of the time it is. So, um, yeah, and, I mean, if anyone yeah does want to reach out to me, um, yeah, please just hit me up on LinkedIn for sure. I'm happy to help. 
brilliant. And you might be the second person who gets a response from your LinkedIn messages. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, and from uh, a way you work with the guys now, do you give them specific ROAS targets or anything like that? That yeah, we do. We we budget everything. So our CFO sort of budgets everything off like a full ROAS. And I mean, those agencies that are telling you a one a one ROAS is your money back have got fucking it's just rocks in your head because. I mean, yeah, we're not going to go into that now, but because I'll go on for an hour. But yeah, so our, our minimum ROAS is a four. Last month we had uh, just under eight, 7.8. Our ROAS wow. was low. Yeah, it's incredible. So, I mean, yeah, those those guys out there that are telling you you need a one or a two to one return is you're just, you're burning cash. You're burning well, cash. And a one or, one or a two just shows that they don't understand the business model, right? Because you, you generally can't be profitable off a one or two. No, and I mean, but they suck people into it because yeah. uh, a, a two-to-one return sounds great. But the thing is, if people aren't across their numbers, and again, that's like a huge learning curve, um, is finding someone that's good at, at the numbers. I mean, we've, we've given, you know, a piece of our business away to someone that we wholeheartedly trust in doing all of our cash flows and all of our budgeting and um, zero work um, for a good reason because we can sleep at night knowing that it is fully sorted. And if he's worried, we're worried. But if he's, he, he gives it the tip, We've got nothing to worry about. We've just got to keep punching out our sales targets somewhere away. You know, that's, so um, you, yeah. If you walk into the office in the morning, he's got his feet up on the desk, you go, oh, shit, today's going to be a good day. It's going to be a good day. Yeah, I mean, um, getting someone that's that's really savvy around your finances is the most important thing in business. I mean, without that, you are, it, it, yeah, there's no point turning the website live. Yeah. And sorry, last question on the marketing side of it. Um, you mentioned the eight to one ROAS. Is there any specific channels or strategies that are really working for you right now that you can share? Ours is a long, long form copy, which we've we've found. So um, yeah, long form copy in the ads uh, is is working really well. Obviously, like portraying our message in our story. So Dan writes like amazing copy, and Gemma, um, our community manager, writes really good copy. So uh, they're doing that. Plus, the Farsight team write great copy as well. Um, so they've noticed that as well as some of the the reels, like the video reels, where it's short clipped and, and quite engaging. Um, that stuff as well is working really well. So another thing for people out there starting, don't spend money on high end production. Just get your iPhone out and fucking clip it together, guys. It's yeah. Um, yeah, we've burnt we've burnt money that way too, and um, we get a better return on just using your iPhone in the office. That's it, and I think too, it's about knowing your audience, right? Is that your audience isn't expecting beautifully polished photos that are shot in France? It's- no. No, no, no. Not they're that. just uh, absolutely not. They just want to know what we're doing, why we're doing it, and how we can get a shirt and be a part of it. Yeah, beautiful. Now, you've had an amazing personal journey and doing great things in e-commerce, doing great things in social enterprise. What advice, and you've already given a lot, is there any other advice that you give for people looking to go out and create their own social enterprise business? Um, what would I say? I'd say don't, I wouldn't be starting a social enterprise business if you're not really, really focused around making the social impact. I mean, if you're just doing it for the sake of doing it and using it as like a a marketing add-on, people see straight through it and it's not going to work. You're better off just sticking to a a quality product and and selling it um, and making it a great customer experience. I mean, if you do want to make change in the the social impact space, um, find something that you're really passionate about because, yeah, I tell you what, um, you know, Dan often says it is like it would be a lot easier for us to do marketing here if we didn't have to push a mental health message. Um, So, you know, it is a, uh, it's a huge responsibility to take on a 
social impact business. It's massive. And we're here for the long run. We're going to um, build this thing into an absolute beast and, and try and make as much impact as we possibly can. And then sort of through our supply chain, which I sort of haven't touched on, is, yeah, making it sort of end-to-end as well. So, uh, yeah, that's my biggest uh, recommendation for social impact businesses. It's a great tip. And say we're talking again in 10 years' time. What do you want to be remembered for? Do you want to be remembered for Trademark? Do you want to be remembered for TX or something else? No, no I just want to be, me personally, I just want to be remembered as, as someone that was willing to just have a go um, and not, you know, sit on the sit on the earlier wins, like sort of just building from, from a certain a spot and try and do as sort of much as I, I possibly can. I think, um, yeah, there's, there's so much um, opportunity out there, especially, you know, the online retail space at the moment. You can see that with, um, you know, how everything's been going the last couple of months through COVID. There's just such a huge opportunity online, um, direct to customer uh, that, uh, yeah, it's just the more I can be involved in that space, the better. And, um, yeah, if people sort of can remember me for, for being involved in a few really successful, you know, online businesses, that'd be great. Mate, you're doing fantastic things yourself and Dan. So congratulations to both of you from both an e-commerce perspective, but also the huge impact you make into people's mental health. So fantastic Thanks, to watch. Now, we've talked about how people can get in contact with you via LinkedIn. You've also got a podcast. Tell us yep. a little bit about that and how other ways that people can connect with you, Trademark and TX. TX, yeah, yeah. So uh, obviously for our podcast, it's Trademark's 120 Grit. Um, the podcast for the working class. So it's, uh, I think it's had about 40 odd episodes and we've just, just finished up, uh, wrapped up that season. So it's, it's done now. We're starting trademark radio. Um, as of the next few weeks, the first episode will be coming out. So that's a bit of a different format. Um, so you can check that out. Um, yeah, on any podcast, um, app and, and on YouTube as well. We've got the video format on there as well. And then, yeah, hit us up on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. Um, and yeah, more than, more than happy to help. And TX is just TX.org, T-I-A-C-S dot O-R-G. And, uh, yeah, they're available nine to five, uh, Monday to Friday at the moment. And, uh, yeah, free and, uh, yeah, discreet. It's great. Check it out. Beautiful. And, and can I recommend some budgie smugglers for dads around the country? I reckon it's a great Christmas present if anyone's yeah. stuck for ideas. <laughs> yeah, 100%. The barbecue collection's online. So, uh, yeah, jump on and, and check it out. The cutoff date is the 11th of uh, December. So, um, yeah, jump on and book in. Beautiful. Cheers, Ed. Love your work and um, thanks for sharing. Thanks, Nathan. Really appreciate it, mate. There were so many great stories in there, but you know what I loved most from an e-commerce perspective? Ed actually lit up when he talked about his partners, whether that be Sendable or his marketing agency. He went out of his way on this podcast to blow the trumpet for them and share their success. He gave them a really good plug, which I'm super happy about. It shows how important finding good partners are and a great measure of success being mutual success. If you're thriving and your partners are thriving, Isn't that a nice sign of a healthy ecosystem? But much bigger than e-commerce was the impact that Ed and Dan are making in mental health. So if you are looking for support or you have a mate that could be, check out TX. This is a conversation starter to speak with a qualified professional. You never know. As Ed showed, it could be the conversation that changes everything. If you're looking for more e-commerce news, case studies and research, Sign up to 12 High's High Five newsletter. Every week, I read all the e-commerce news and send you five things which I've found which will help grow your business. Visit 12high.com.au forward slash high five, H-I-G-H five to sign up for free.
Thanks for listening. And until next time, keep adding to cart.